Well, everybody has it and everybody wants it. It's that one thing that people aspire to and that one thing that keeps us going. No, it's not our chase for the almighty dollar. It's our status, the status in the world. Vehicles can help us get there. Money surely makes it better and everything else on top of it. But our drive to success is only heralded by the vehicle we drive and the status that comes along with it. Today, AutoLux is going to be taking a look at what drives us to the status quo. AutoLooks Podcast coming to you anytime, anywhere from around the globe on any major streaming site from AutoLooks.net. Welcome back to the AutoLooks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the Dr. T Automotive Industry, Mr. Everett J, coming to you from our main website, AutoLooks.net. Check it out. You'll find all of the information from this podcast, pictures, a quick write-up about it, and all of our corporate link sites to help you find all of the car companies we talk about within our podcasts and get you the information to explore this subject even further. Check it out. The AutoLooks.net website. And thank you goes out to podbeam.com for hosting this podcast and getting us out to all the major streaming services around the globe from iTunes to Google Play to Amazon Music. The Autolux.net podcast is there. Thank you, Podbeam. So as I said in the beginning, we're taking a look at automotive status. We already talked about that in our actual one about the actual automotive status, like going through from economy to standard to premium to luxury to premier to high end, and then on your specialty occasions, specialty vehicles. But today we're not talking about the actual automotive status, we're talking about our status in the automotive world. Now everybody has their own specific status. Some people strive to be further up the food chain, and some of us like to be behind closed doors. There are vehicles out there that show us the status, and some of us that try and hide our status behind us. There are all kinds of vehicles out in the world. Now, a lot of major automakers out there fall into specific categories of the status quo. We know that a company like Kia has moved themselves up out of the economy state into a standardized product with still having economy product. Hyundai is now moving from their economy standard brand into a standard premium brand and slowly moving up the food chain where Jeep is one of those companies similar to that of General Motors to General Motors Corporation building vehicles that fall into just about every major category from standard to premium to luxury these companies hit them all but why is that it's because of people like us who want to climb the status food chain how many of us are in high school looking at that rolls royce and saying that's what i aspire to do that's the vehicle i want that's where i want to go in the automotive world because that shows everybody i am on top of the world i am the top tier of the food chain in the world well your vehicle may show your status as you being on top of the world, on top of the food chain, and on top of everyone else. But does that actually mean you're on top of your game? There are car companies out there who build vehicles for people with higher statuses to not show them off. Volkswagen jumped into this back in the early 2000s with the original Volkswagen Phaeton. This was a product built off the Audi A8 platform. Everybody knows if you go out and buy an Audi A8, you're just out there to show that you have money. Considering the fact that most Audi vehicles and a lot of Porsche vehicles are built off the same platforms that underpin Skoda, Sia, and Volkswagen. Now, this status quo really became apparent in North America in the late 80s. 
Now, we all know and have listened to the podcast of the American divisions of the big three, where you talk about how each price point separated out each part of the market. This kind of showed you what status and which class you fit into in the world. Are you economy class? Are you standard? Are you more of a premium? Are you an up and coming? Are you a luxury premier king or queen at the high end of the spectrum? What classifies you in the food chain of the automotive world? And that's how the American Big Three used to label their vehicles. As we moved into the 90s, they started separating that out. You started seeing how Oldsmobile was moving away from Chevrolet. They were moving directly into Buick's category as Buick was just trying to underpin the Cadillac. But they were there. They were separating themselves apart. And then all of a sudden, 1986 walks in Acura. Honda looks at it and says, we can sell our European design products in the North American marketplace at a higher premium than our standard vehicles. We don't need to bring this over as a Euro-inspired Honda Accord. We could bring this over as the Acura legend. Why would you do that? Because your neighbor wants to do you out. And that's where you get that term, keeping up with the Joneses. The Joneses are next door, and they are driving a Kia. So you go out yourself and buy a Honda. They want to up you and buy the Acura. And you say, well, fuck you. I'm going one step further. I'm getting the Cadillac. They come back around the corner, and they say, I got my Mercedes S-Class Maybach. And at the end of it, you remortgage your house. You sell off everything you have just to prove a point, and you buy that Rolls-Royce Phantom because you want to be on top of the world. Not to say that there are vehicles that aren't a cut above a Rolls-Royce Phantom, but when it comes to a standardized mobility, Rolls-Royce is top tier. How many people are going to go way out of their way to buy a $10 million custom-built Bugatti Bullride? Seriously, it's one of those things that you buy because you have the money and you want to buy exclusivity. But when I roll up and drop my kids off at school and I'm driving a Rolls-Royce Cullinan sitting next to your Dodge Caravan, more people are going to be taking a look at me, thinking I earn more and I have higher status. I'm higher on the food chain than they are. This is one of those things in society that constantly goes out there. It's also a reason why we have lots of problems with bullying. There's this status quo where how many people whose parents drove those Kias, dropped them off in those Kias, and then these more popular kids with better clothing at a higher end Spectrum, being dropped off in the Mercedes, start looking at them and picking on them. I have the status quo. My car dictates that I have more status quo than you. Now, being an automotive person, I look at this and say, well, that's fucking bullshit. It doesn't mean you're better than me. I have an ultra-rare Kia Borrego. Now, it's been customized slightly to differentiate itself, but that's because of my personality. I like to drive vehicles that express my personality. I don't like to drive the normal vehicles. I am different. Sure, I own vehicles from an economy make, but I personalize them to make them look different. So you could say, I'm the person that will go out and buy a Camry well over than buying a Lexus ES. Whereas my neighbor will spend $12,000 more buying that Lexus ES just to say, I have a Lexus and my status quo is above yours. I drive the Camry because I really don't give a shit about what they think and what they care about. Your vehicle makes you seem like you're a class above me. But in all reality, I'm not. 
And this is a problem with the world today and people that go out and do this. I see this a lot, even within my own family, of the people trying to keep up with the Joneses, the people who remortgage themselves out of the market just to have something better than me. Sure, if my brother and sister-in-law go out and buy a Dodge Durango, their vehicle may look like they have a better status quo than my Durango. But in all reality, my Borrego is paid for. I own it 100%. It is mine. That's why I can customize it. Why I can differentiate it from your product. You're going to drive a standardized product for the road. And I'm going to drive a personalized product for the road. My class isn't above yours when you take a look at it from far away. It's similar to that of somebody looking at a Jaguar S-Class and a Kia Manny from far away. You look at the Amani from far away, before you see the Kia logo, you think luxury. These people are above class. They aren't the regular mid-tier people. No, they're a class above. They are luxury. They are premium. They want to be a little bit better than me. But when that logo shows up, we all know it's a lot. It's the perception that I have a higher status and a higher classification in the world than you do. And Hyundai and Kia are one of the car companies that is amazing at doing this. And a lot of the Chinese car companies are starting to notice. They're starting to notice that we can use the status of those high-class vehicles, like a Land Rover Evo, and we can make it into the Landwind X7. Now people don't have to spend $80,000 on that vehicle. They spend $20,000 on the vehicle to have the same class as the guy next to them. And unless you're a true automotive fan like myself, how do you know the difference between the Landwind and the Land Rover? They both have land in the name, too. From far away, how many people in a parking lot can tell the difference between a Palisade and an Escalade? Or a Telluride in a Yukon. Or even a Telluride in a Range Rover. Copycats try and bring up the status quo. That is something that is happening in the automotive world of today. We are taking a look at it and saying, hey, I come from a standardized brand, but I want to be seen as a higher class vehicle. Like I said, Hyundai is one of those perfect examples. Chevrolet and even Ford are starting to do it. Platinum. Lincoln doesn't have a full-size pickup truck. And if you've listened to our podcast about luxury trucks, you'll understand why the Lincoln pickup truck is no longer around. There isn't really a market share for that. But there are people who want to be a class of above the standard F-150, so they buy the Platinum series. I can't go out and buy the Lincoln version, but I can still have a better status than you because I bought the Platinum. It's similar to that of different variations of the exact same model. You're going out and buying a standard Highlander SE, you're basic. You're there and you got it. For someone like myself who likes the sport appeal, I will buy the XSE to make it appear that my vehicle is cool. It's a luxurious it riding, almost in the premium category, while still having some of that sport aspect to it. It's a personalization of who I am. It's the status of who I truly am in the world around me. And that's a big thing about class in the automotive world. Like I said at the beginning, everybody wants to aspire to owning that Rolls Royce in the end. But not everybody is willing to spend the money to do it. Just like there are people out there who are not willing, even if they have the money, to go out and buy that. We've all heard how some of the richest people in the world still drove to work in standard products. Jeff Bezos was dropped off by his ex-wife in a Honda Accord. Mark Zuckerberg had a Volkswagen Golf. These are ultra-rich people who can drive around in a Rolls-Royce Phantom, but they 
don't. Why don't they? Because they've reached that pinnacle of status. People know they are ahead and above everyone else in the world. Why do they need to show it within the automotive world? And that's a classification you get to. Look at Warren Buffett. He still drives around in an old school Cadillac. He doesn't even have a new car. You think someone like Warren Buffett would be cruising around in his Rolls Royce? He could afford it, but why? He already knows how much money he has. He doesn't need to show the world that he has it. And that is where the automotive status really takes hold. Like I said, back in 1986 and in 1989, we saw the Japanese invasion of the luxury world. Mazda never got there with their Manny brand, thanks to Ford having more ties into Mazda at that time. But we did get Infinity from Nissan, Acker from Honda, and Lexus from Toyota. They tried to move up the status quo on these vehicles. A lot of these vehicles existed in other places around the world, but in our North American marketplace where we strive to be better than our neighbors, that gave us something. When they had the Accord, we can have the Legend. When they get the Civic, we can have the Integra. When they have the Avalon, we can have the LS. They're driving a Buick, we got a Cadillac. They're driving a Charger, I got a 300. It's all to make it look like I am better than you. And that is something the automotive markets of the world know. But this is something that is starting to change. Like we said, there are companies like Hyundai, Jeep, and GMC who build vehicles within all select main classifications. They got standard, premium, and luxury, all within one singular product range from one singular company. We get it. The Wagoneer name is kind of like the luxury mark of the Jeep brand, or Range Rover is the luxury mark, or premier mark, as you can say, in the Land Rover. You got Land Rovers or Range Rovers. There's a Land Rover, which is your standard luxury vehicle. And then you got your Range Rovers, which is more of a premier, and when you go up to the autobiography, you kind of hit the edge of that high class market. These companies know this, but the world today is getting more skewed and statuses are changing. Where somebody who makes $15 an hour at minimum wage has the brand new iPhone, but their credit card maxed out because they want that status. Well, they're not jumping into the automotive market right now because that status symbol isn't something they want to show. Living in big cities is something that's taking away that status symbol of owning a vehicle. Out in the suburbs, and as we said in our rush to the suburbs, thanks to COVID, COVID podcast statuses still exist out there where you could drive through a standard suburban area and you could tell which people want to outdo their neighbors. When you're driving around in an area where there are four to five hundred thousand dollar houses, so middle income earner area, and you're seeing houses with a Mercedes, a Lexus, or hell, even today a brand new Lucid sitting in the driveway where the neighbor has a Tesla Model 3. Next to that, there's the Rivian R1T. And at the very end, there's that doctor. An emergency room doctor who we all know makes more money than everybody beside him on that entire road. And he's driving a Hyundai Kona to work. Doesn't want to show off his status. Volkswagen knew this when they created the Phaeton. There was a market for this. There are people out there who don't want to drive around in their Audi A8s. They were buying Passats because they don't want to be seen as ultra-rich people. When I went looking for my first vehicle, one of the first vehicles I found within my price range was a Hyundai Accent 5-speed. It was only owned by one person, and that person was an emergency room doctor. I thought to myself, why is this person driving a Hyundai Accent 5-speed, like the base economy car you can get out there? Because at that point in time, when that thing was brand new, it was like $7,000. This is cheap. This is economy. It's basic because it's standard, but they're driving it. This is a person that can go out and buy the S-Class. 
But again, this was the person who could have the S-Class for when them and their family goes out, but drives the accent to work. When they drive into work, they don't want to be seen as some rich person. How many people take out their luxury cars and go see a show downtown? They go into the parking garage and their vehicle is the most valuable vehicle in there. Do you want to be the guy parking your Lamborghini Aventador next to a Corolla, a Kia Rio, and a Caravan? Somebody's going to come in and break in and steal vehicles. Yours is first on the priority list. Even though a lot of the others are a lot easier to steal, yours is the one that people want. And that's where the status part really gets skewed in the world of today. Because now you've reached the top tier of the automotive world. Now a lot of people will either start asking you for stuff or they'll want to get their hands on your stuff. Because like I said, there's that doctor at the end of the road driving the Hyundai Kona. Where three doors down, there's a plant supervisor driving an S-Class. Well, he appears to have more money than the person at the end. Doesn't mean they have more money. How many people out there who know of people who went out and buy Mercedes a classes or hell even bought them in CLAs because they wanted to be seen as the rich guy at work. Meanwhile, they're the people who are one paycheck away from bankruptcy every week. Does having that status really count in the end? Because when things go south, you're the person that goes from having everything to having nothing. Whereas people who choose to keep a standard status quo like myself, who don't choose to flaunt and show the world what they can't afford, when things go south, we still have what we have. People never know if there's any change in our status quo because we choose not to show the world our status quo. So someone like Mark Zuckerberg, you may say, why isn't he rolling around in a Rolls Royce fan? Well, he had that Volkswagen Golf. He could choose to drive around in that. He could choose to buy any vehicle he wanted. And he chose that because it fit with his personality. And when it comes down to the status of your vehicle, if you make the choice and buy the vehicle not based on having a status quo over your friends, family, or neighbors, then you're purchasing a vehicle based off of your personality. Like I said, I could have went out, taken out a bank loan, and gotten myself a brand new Dodge Durango RT. It still showcases the power that I love, the sounds that I love. It's a true Everett J vehicle. But did I need that to show the world and to say, hey, I can afford a $65,000 vehicle? No. I took my buyout from the insurance or from my CX-9 getting smashed up, and I bought a vehicle that was equivalent in size and price. So that when I took it over, I still was not in debt. Because my status is about doing things in the world. And as one of our previous podcasts stated, road tripping is so much more fun when you can afford to do it. And with the price of gas increasing, road tripping is still something I can do. Because I choose to have my status quo at the bottom end. So unlike other people that I know who weren't able to go out and do whatever they wanted because they chose to live at the top of the status food chain, I could still survive. But that is because I choose vehicles based on my personality. So really in the end, is the vehicle that you're driving today all about a status symbol for you or does it actually reflect your personality? Are you the person that just doesn't give a crap? Are you the person that lives in a neighborhood where there's tons of luxury cars but you're the one driving the Impala because you want to own your products, not pay for your products? Is your personality about earning more money and building an empire or about showing the world that I have money when I don't truly have?
So I'd like to ask in the end, what's your status? Where do you sit in the automotive marketplace? Are you the person that goes out and buys the Acura over the Honda just because you want that premium name attached to it? There are differences between some of the luxury makes who are owned by standardized products. Most Cadillacs completely differentiated from anything within the General Motors field. Toyota and Lexus, a lot of their vehicles are built in similar platforms, but some of them do come out on their own, like the Lexus LS, where it rides on basically the Majestic. Are you the person that wants to go out and drive the Volkswagen Phaeton to say, hey, I want something big and powerful, but I want it to have a standard logo on it so nobody's coming to me. It's like winning the lottery. Are you the person who shows up wearing a mask to pick up your winnings? Or are you the person that shows their face to the world? And in a society so driven to being better than the person sitting next to them, the automotive world is the perfect example of who sits at the top of the food chain. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it on any of the major social feeds that you find us on. Hell, even share us on ones we are not a part of. Click the like button below and send it out. Click the share button on your Facebook, Twitter. Send it out to people and say, hey, like, what is your status in the automotive world? Do you care what you drive or do you think you're better than me? And then for real fun, like I always say in most of our podcasts, send it out to your boss. Send it out to the guy who's driving that big Mercedes S class and ask them, can you really afford it? Or are you just trying to be better than the rest of us? Really, because some of us are better off than they are. So if you like this podcast, please like, share, or comment about it. And after that, stop by the website, autolux.net, and take a look around. There's a lot of stuff there for the average automotive interest. And even for people looking for information within the automotive world, we can help you out when you're searching for that new vehicle. We have all the information you require to make that final decision on what to purchase. Just give us a message, and we can even help you out. Just message that at the bottom and click for Everett at the autolux.net website. So for myself, Everett J, and the whole Autolux team here, strap yourself in for this one fun ride of the status quo.